What it do, baby? First and foremost, thank you guys for tuning in to Passion Changes Everything. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving me. Today, I have a very, very special guest for you guys. He's six foot three, 200 and some odd pounds of absolute incredible ability. Uh, great person, great leader on and off the field, Daquan Neal. For those of you guys who may not know who this is, he was last year's IFL MVP, dominated the league. He's a beast, and we're going to be going over the ins and outs of arena football, all the questions that you might have, and we're going to be sharing his incredible story. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get it, baby. All right, what's good, my boy? How you doing? Corey, with you, bro? Man, I'm chilling. Where are you at now? Where are you located? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I could tell him the accent. I knew you were a Southern boy. Um, all right, for the people that don't know Quan, he is one of the greatest arena football players, one of the best players in the IFL. Last season's MVP, he went 225 for 317 receptions. Completion. 2,642 yards, 59 touchdowns passing, 649 rushing yards, 24 touchdowns rushing, number three in the IFL record book for a completion percentage of 71%. Share your story with the people. All right. So basically, uh, 2014, um, I graduated high school. Uh, then I went to Elizabeth City State University. Uh, it's a small division two located in North Carolina. Uh, they recruited me there as an athlete. So basically, I was going to play multiple positions. Um, but knowing me, that's not what I wanted to do because I played quarterback for the majority of my time playing football. So uh, my sophomore year, I ended up winning out the starter job at quarterback. And then I was a three-year starter uh, there. Uh, made a couple all-Seattle play teams while I was there. And um, yeah, so while I was there, I had a pretty productive season every year. Uh, mainly like five and five, but as far as like personal, personal goals and personal stats, I, I did pretty well. And um, as I was getting ready for the pre-draft process, uh, following 2017, 2018 year, I went to a couple of bowl games and I did pretty good there. And um, at the end of that whole process, I got invited to the FBS game to play wide receiver, which was kind of uh, a, a difference because, you know, I've been playing quarterback all my life. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I did play receiver growing up as a little kid, but it's just been like a long time. And to like come to a bowl game where you're playing beside power five uh, players, that's kind of like a wake up call. So, you know, I had to, I had to get in my bag a little bit, but I, I had to adapt. And then, um, yeah, so that was like a cool experience playing beside, you know, I had a receiver beside me from Oregon and Ole Miss. And, you know, just like being able to vibe with them and see how things were at, at their schools compared to where I was, which is a smaller school. So, you know what I'm saying? When you decide, people you see on TV, like Saturday and Thursdays, and, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a difference maker. 
So ever since then, like I always had like a mindset it was like, we we're on the same level now, but you know when you sitting at home, you like, dang, those kids are good or whatever. Yeah, they look but, crazy. <laughs> but but when I was there, I was like, bro, like you know what I'm saying? I'm the I'm the same dude from Elizabeth City State, like. And like they ain't never, they, it's funny because like they ain't never heard of the school. And like, so how'd you get here? I'm like, bro, like, I just ball, you know what I'm saying? So ever since I left that game, I always had like the mentality of like, I'm always gonna be the best player on the field every time I step on the field. So, and like, when I step on the field, I, I feel like that and I play like that. And you know what I'm saying? It shows. So, like, when I'm, when I'm at home or something, like, just like working out by myself, I always like try to like motivate myself based off that experience, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So how important is being confident for you? Because you know there's a there's a limit between people being cocky and people being hum- humble. How do you fit, like, right in the middle? Uh, it's basically, you, you just got to play your role. Like, I'm a quarterback, so, you know, me, I got to have confidence. Or, like, everybody look up to a quarterback, so... If you, if you down, like, they feed off your energy. So if you down, then the whole team going to be down. If you up, you, you know what I'm saying, you boosting your teammates up, then everybody going to, you know, play better. So it's like that even kill and, you know what I'm saying, play a role. Oh, 100%. So how was the draft process for you? Because I know I came from a smaller school as well. I came from D3. And it's like – you have a shot of making it to a mini camp, but we're not get, We're definitely you're not going to get drafted. How was that process for you? So it, like, it's kind of like a wake up call because you know what I'm saying. You go to the small school, you're like, you're probably like the top tier in your uh, division and conference and stuff like that. But when it comes to like the NFL and the CFL, it's like only three percent of all college athletes, like Division One, Division Two, Division Three, NIAI, like. Only three percent of those even make it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once you once you get to that point and you realize that you're not that guy anymore, like, it's definitely a wake up call. And like for me, like, I, like I don't never like doubt myself. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew I wasn't gonna get drafted. Probably wasn't gonna get a workout. So like for me, I just had to find like an alternate route to you know what I'm saying? Like achieve my goals. So that's that's when I turned to like the indoor indoor game. Absolutely. Um, did you have an agent during this process? Uh, I did have an agent, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, if, you, if you're not like one of those top guys go to the top school, like it's only so much the agent can do. Cause when you, when they trying to present you to like an NFL team, first they're going to look at who you playing. And you know what I'm saying? Like everybody that's in the league, all from like big power five schools. So like, if you don't have quality film against, you know, high-quality opponents, then it's not even going to get into the coach's door. So, I did have an agent, but he didn't, he couldn't really, like, pull any screens for me. And ultimately, like, we cut ties, and I just went by myself. Absolutely. All right, so let's say someone just received a contract um, to be in the IFL because they didn't receive anything from the CFL or the NFL. What advice would you give them? Uh, what advice I would say, um, stay around like the veterans, like the veterans, they're in the game for a reason. So like, just be around them, ask them questions, stuff like that. Uh, you, you should know, like being around Valentine, you know, like, <laughs> absolutely. he's a dog. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, 
you learn it's a different game, so you gotta like you gotta pick it up different from the veterans and just ask them questions so it can boost your, your learning curve. Absolutely. What's the biggest difference that you would say? Mm, I say the speed of the game. Like outdoors is is very yeah, hundred yard field indoors is very one more time, you're kind of breaking up, losing service a little bit. Um, what's the biggest difference between the indoor game and the outdoor game? I would say, like, the speed of the game. Because, you know, outdoors is a 100-yard field. So when you step into an uh, arena, it's, it's like 50 yards. And then it's only eight people. And then you got all these different rules. You got people in motion, behind the line of scrimmage, before the play. So, like, it, it, can, it can throw a lot of people off at first. So that's why I say, like, hang around the bench, ask some questions on how to pick up the game faster. But for me, my learning curve was was pretty hard, you know what I'm saying? Because when I came into camp, it was only two rookie quarterbacks, and it was me and another guy. So I didn't really, like, have that, that person, you know what I'm saying, to, like, yeah, teach me how to, gotcha. yeah, like, teach me how to play the game. So I had to, like, learn it on my own. But, yeah, in general, it's definitely going to be the speed of the game. Absolutely. So, how's the pay in arena football? <laughs> be honest, like it's like a part-time job, so like, it ain't that you want to make a living out of. Now, how do, how do quarterbacks get paid compared to um, rookies? <laughs> basically, it depends on what league, but basically, everybody supposed to get the same. And, supposed you know, to? Nah, nah, nah! Don't shy away from it. It's <laughs> supposed to pay the same, but I ain't got that luxury pay yet. I haven't got that luxury pay yet. It's on the way, though, right? It's on the way. Baby steps. Baby steps. All right. What's it like? I think my biggest fear of going into arena football was getting flipped over that wall. (laughs) What's it like to make contact with the ball or with the wall, flip over it? What's that like? I mean, like, I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like, it's like, you know how in, like, football games, you got your adrenaline pushing, rushing and stuff. And, you know, like, after the game – you start to feel like certain hits that you really didn't feel during the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of how it is. Like my first experience, bro, I was like running, I was like doing like a, I was scrambling or something on the sideline, and like I went to like run the dude over, but like I was running so fast and I was running so high, like when I hit him, like he fell down, but I flipped over the wall, so it was like. <laughs> Like, I really didn't get hit over the wall. I made myself get hit over the wall. So, it was, like, it was kind of, like, crazy. But, I mean, you got pads on the wall and stuff like that. But as far as, like, receivers, they probably get the worst of it because they the ones, like, catching balls, flipping over the wall. No cap. No cap. What's your best and worst fan experiences? Because they're kind of close. You flip over that. You right in their lap sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. Um... I don't, I don't really think I have like a, a worse fan experience, like a bad fan experience. But you got you got more hostile places than others. I say like Sioux Falls was pretty hostile. Now they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of rowdy fans. But me, like when I'm playing, I don't really like I don't really like pay attention to fans unless we're at home. Like you know, I you give out footballs and stuff like so. Like the, the fan experience for me. I, I try to like tune them out because you know what I'm saying. I, I got a lot of things to do, and I can't be like worried about what fans are saying to me. No, it just throw me off. So I don't really like pay attention to the fans. Oh, absolutely. Um, do people when you're walking around town or you go to the mall, do people treat you like a low key celebrity? Yeah, bro. Like it's crazy. Like 
it feel like you it like you feel like official, like you made it. You know what I'm saying? But your your pocket's not really saying that you made it. So like <laughs> it's kinda like it's kinda like a, a best of both worlds. Like, yeah, I, I feel like a professional, you know, like people know my oh, you're the quarterback, yeah. Uh, you sign the autographs in public, stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? At the same time, your pockets ain't saying the same thing. Now, 100%. Um, going back to the money and your pockets not being filled the way you want them to, do yeah. um, certain organizations take care of you guys in other ways, like apartments, food, stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, you, the two organizations that I've been part of, usually, uh, you know what I'm saying, they take care of you. You get part-time jobs. Uh, what else? Uh, housing paid for. You get food vouchers for the week. Uh, also, like, after workouts and stuff, they cater food to, like, the facilities and stuff like that. Then you have, like, team dinners, team bonding, stuff like that. Uh, then you also can do, like, appearances where you can go talk to fans. You're on the radio show. Uh, you, you just do, like, a lot of stuff, interacting with the fans, like, during the week before the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, to build your brand, stuff like that. So, uh, usually the organizations take pretty good care of you. Gotcha, gotcha. What's your favorite thing about playing arena football? Uh, I say you get to score a lot of points. It's a fast game. It's a smaller field, so you get you get the ball a lot. And, you know what I'm saying? You get to score a lot of points. You get to interact with the fans. You get to give out uh, your autograph. You get to give out footballs. Yeah, it, it probably be scoring a lot of points in my, yeah. my opinion. For your biggest, what's your biggest inspiration, people-wise or goal-wise? Either way. Um, my biggest inspiration is not failing. Like, like I said, once I played that bowl game in Florida, and I really, I really like realized like my potential. I was like, like, there's no doubt that like I can really like do what I want. I can definitely relate to that 100. percent Have any higher level football teams um, hit you up since playing in the IFL? Yeah. So. It's crazy, bro. I feel like this year I wouldn't even be in the IFL, bro, if it wasn't for COVID. But that's another story for another day. But uh, as far as, like, NFL-wise, um, I've been in contact with Indianapolis coach, Scouts. Um, that's about it for NFL. And then uh, CFL, I just got on the radio for the CFL. So I, I think I'm on, like, three teams. I've been talking to, like, three teams for the offseason. That's but I don't even know. Congrats, let's go. That's a big accomplishment, though. So I don't, I don't really think they're going to have a season, but I feel like if we had a season this year, though, it would definitely be my time. Oh, 100%. So speaking of a uh, coach, what's it like playing for the most handsome coach in all of football? I'm not answering that. <laughs> I'm not answering that. <laughs> not, you said no comment, you plead the fifth? Nah, I plead the fifth. I ain't answering that. <laughs> all right, all right. Describe Coach Wooten on the field versus Dixie off the field. Uh, interesting question. Bro, so like, Coach Wooten, bro, it's like, bro, he got, like, two personalities, bro. Like, off the field, like, he cool. You joke with him and stuff. But, like, soon as practice start, bro, like, he turned into, like, he turned into, like, another person, bro. Like, and being that he, he be trying to, like, coach the quarterbacks all the time. You know, me and Coach Wooten, we always be, like, bumping heads. No, and then, like, I feel bad for like the rookies, bro, because he be like he be making it hard on them, like man, like, what? Really, it's like, <laughs> but he like one of them coaches, you know what I'm saying? Like when you be in college, you be at minicamp, and you got that one coach, like all you do is just yell, like you can't never impress the dude, like basically you be like, bro, this coach hate me, like he just want me to quit, like that's how Coach Wooden is, like on the field. But and, and actually, Riley, bro, like once you really get to know him, he like he only want the best for you, you know what I'm saying? So. 
like him helping me as a quarterback, I can definitely say that. Like he 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 brought me a long way, and you know what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't be the MVP if, if I didn't meet up with Coach Will. Absolutely, I love that. What's the ultimate goal for you, and how are you creating a path to that goal? My ultimate goal is to sign an NFL contract. That is my ultimate goal. Um, and how I'm going to get there? Well, right now I have a gym in my home, so I train every day. Um, and then I also have a CFL agent, so you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just taking baby steps. I can't get to the NFL, I'll take the CFL contract next. After that, hopefully the, the NFL contract comes next. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, every day I just work on my craft, you know, try to be a better version of myself and let everybody else, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the professional and business world that got those connects, I let them do their job and just stay connected with them. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you played for two organizations, right? Which uh, area was the better area, if, if you can say that? Which one did you like more, just based on area, not team-wise? Tucson. 100%. <laughs> You said no question. Why do you like Tucson more? Uh, so when we got to we got to Iowa, bro, like, <laughs> bro, I, like I, I'm from North Carolina, so like it get cold, but like it's not really like you know what I'm saying, not really crazy. Like we see snow and stuff like that. But when I got to uh, Des Moines, Iowa, cause we were picking me up from the airport, I kid you not, bro, it was like two feet of snow on the ground, <laughs> and I was like, he was like, yeah, bro, it'd be cold out here. I was like, all right, cool. So we had, like, workouts at, like, 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, well, I came outside. It was, like, negative 10 degrees, bro. Like, it was it was freezing. I was like, man, I'm about to leave, bro. <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough. But it's crazy because we play inside, and, like, you just got to walk, bro. It's like you walk outside, bro, the, the wind will kill you, bro. So I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, three weeks went by. Uh, we, we getting ready for the first game. The same snow that was on the ground from when I touched down in the airport, bro, the same snow was still on the ground, but the snow did not melt. That's how cold it was over the three weeks. I was like, bro, yeah. I don't know. I don't know this about this. This is not for me. This is not for me. <laughs> definitely too, something, bro. You got, like, you got crazy, like, scenes, bro. Like, I practice field. Uh, yeah, like, I, I practice for you. can see the mountains in the background. You can go hiking everywhere you want to. The weather was crazy. So, like, yeah, definitely Tucson. Absolutely. I agree with that. Am I the only person that didn't know that it rains in Arizona? Am I the only person that didn't know that? But, but the first day I got there, it was, like, just for, like, an hour. And that was it. Like, oh. I don't think I... More. I woke up. I was like, it does not rain in the desert. I woke up and there was water in my car. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. what is this? No, nah, all right, so we, we about to get in. We about to get into Tucson. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. Yep. So what's it like having Mike Jones in the locker room? Mike Jones? Mike cool, bro. Like, he don't be, like, he a funny dude, but he don't talk. Like, like you just got to watch him. And, like, the stuff he do is, like, hilarious, bro. But he was my, uh, he was actually my roommate, too, so. I got to kind of know him a little bit more than everybody else. But, yeah, Mike, Mike, cool dude. That boy is a character. <laughs> a character. Loki, he's a beast on the field, though. So I had a, I had a personal question for you. Um, yep. <laughs> can you beat Jeremiah in Madden? 
Man, that boy is scared of me. <laughs> that's cap. That's cap. I know that's cap. He stayed right beside me, bro. He ain't never want to see me in the game, bro. That boy is scared of me. I'm really the goat in Madden. Like I'm a goat in Madden, bro. What are you playing? PS4. Yeah. Might as well plug your little tag. Let the people know. I, I put the uh, put it in the chat box. I put it in the chat box for you. All right, bet. So anybody that wants to challenge, he plays for the bread too. Yeah, I'm cold, bro. Like, and I don't even play all the time. That's what's crazy. Oh, I'm be sure. on That's what I'm going to All right, who's the funniest guy on the Sugar Skulls roster, and who's the most serious? The funniest guy? Mm, that's a tough question. Let me see. Uh, I kind of forgot who was on the team. Bro, I said Mike Jones is the funniest. Or Chris Martin, that dude is a that dude is a definition of a character. Oh, bro, let me think a little bit. Not All right, I, I know who the most serious though. Uh, definitely Jawan. Jawan is the most serious by far. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Funniest? Yeah, I probably say Mike. Because Mike I'd is so key funny. He be just talking, talking trash yeah. about everybody. Talking, <laughs> bro, it's funny, bro. Yeah, I give him Mike. Nah, yeah, he's a clown. Um, where can people find you on social media? So let me let me think. Twitter it is real underscore Quan underscore Neil, R E A L underscore Q A N underscore N E A L. Um, Instagram Q U A N underscore nine one nine underscore two five two. I like it. You got mad numbers here. <laughs> this area code. That's how we do. All right, so. How did COVID affect this season? And what are your goals for next season if you stay in the IFL? Uh, I think for every athlete, COVID, like, was, was like, the worst thing ever. Like, all athletes do is, you know what I'm saying, like, play sports. And it came, it came like, out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? So everybody, like, getting ready for that season. And then you got to, like, shut down due to reasons you can't control. So it's kind of like, it was it was for like people that you know what I'm saying had like a vision of yeah this this probably gonna be the year I get up out of here or this probably be the year I get some more film you know what I'm saying to get somewhere else like it, I feel bad for like those people including myself you know what I'm saying because it, it it's a reason it's it's a circumstance you can't control so like we didn't we didn't know if we was gonna play again you know what I'm saying we were still out there for a month after they had called the season at first. And then, you know what I'm saying, they ultimately, like, canceled the uh, season. And then, especially for, like, seniors and college and high school, like, they come finish their, their spring season, you know what I'm saying? So I, I feel bad for them. But, uh, like, going forward, you know what I'm saying, I just – I look at it like you just can't take every day for granted. Like, our last day of practice, I never knew that was going to be our last day of practice uh, due to COVID. So, like, like, now I look at every, like, situation, like, do it like it's the last last time doing it. I love you never know. It's the last. Absolutely. I absolutely love that, too. Are you a yeah. fan of the arena game? Am I a fan? Uh, I, def I definitely am. I feel like uh, it can it can help enhance uh, certain areas of your game that the outdoor game can. Like, as far as, like, quarterbacks, you know, it – it enhances your short game passing, you know what I'm saying, your footwork, your ability to read a defense real fast. Um, 
like skill positions. It, it improves your hand-eye coordination. You got you to gotta move way faster than you do outdoor. You know what I'm saying? Outdoor, you can kind of like cruise through the game. And you know what I'm saying? Indoor, like it just happens way too fast. You can't, you, you just got to, you just got to react. And I feel like coming to the indoor game, you definitely going to, you definitely going to be a better player once you go to outdoor. For sure. I agree. I agree a hundred thousand percent. Um, who do you model your game after or who is most similar to you in terms of football? Uh, Cam. Cam is a big, he's a bigger dude, but I feel like I I play exactly like Cam. Like Cam is a playmaker. He has a strong arm. Um, he's, he's, people don't know, but like Cam is like really a smart dude. Like dude is smart. So like I like I admire my game after Cam, even though he's probably like four inches bigger than me and like <laughs> But yeah, Cam, I do. Cam's a beast. That's a freak of nature right there. Um, another question for you. Any people that you want to shout out on this? Anybody you want to say thank you to? Shout out to your boy Jeremiah because you want to see him in the uh, Madden, anything like that? Man, I ain't going to shout out to Jeremiah. You know what I'm saying? That boy scared of me, bro. But nah, I, I want to say appreciate it, Corey. You know what I'm saying? For getting my story out there. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I would say thank you to, you know, the people that got me, you know, to the position I'm in right now. And, you know what I'm saying? It, it's been a crazy year, but, hey, we're going to bounce back. And it's only blessings from here. Oh, 100%. 100%. So um, I have two last questions that I want to end on. Number one, what sets you apart from everyone else? I feel like my drive, bro. Like, like when I met Coach Wood, he was like, why are you so, like, laid back in practice? I was like, like I'm like I'm new, bro. So I'm trying to like take the game in, you know what I'm saying? And then like once the first game got here, bro, I think I had like one incompletion. And like I just went crazy. So he, he was like, but what a, he was like, what where where did this dude come from? I was like, I told you like let me let me get the game in my system so I can, you know what I'm saying, process it and then I'll show you like once the games go on and then like bro, that's like all I did the whole year, I just killed it. So I was like, I just think like my job to be great is what separates me. Love that. So when people ask me about the arena game, I often say it's the last chance you of professional football. How do you feel about that statement? Mm, it's the last chance you of professional football. Like a JUCO. It's like a you you get it in here, you grind. Right, so, it's not easy. Uh, it's it's a it's a stage of that. I say like semi pro is like probably like the last. Last. Yeah, that's the last lap. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> that's the last lap. But, I mean, yeah, it, like, it's, some, it's somewhere you can go, you know what I'm saying, if you still want to play the game for those type players or if you need more film and you're trying to enhance your game, it's, it's definitely a, a, a stepping stool that you can use to get to where you want to, too. No, absolutely, absolutely. So I just wanted yeah. to say, so I already went over your intro for everyone that watched the podcast or whatever. Um, I never let my guests know their intro because I want you to be surprised by it. So I just want to wrap up by saying I really appreciate you for taking the time to not only do this podcast, but you helped me out when I first got to Tucson. Um, we worked out before the original practice, and you told me to run a will route. And I thought you meant will like W-I-L-L, but you meant will because the Southern <laughs> twang. And I looked at you like, you are stupid. You looked at me like, you're like, a oh, will. <laughs> like, bro, what? So I just wanted yeah. to share that in case you forgot. But um, no, I really appreciate you. Um, even in the weight room, you're one of the guys that's pushing the most weight. Most quarterbacks take it lightly. You're the one that put 225 on. You're repping it out. 
And that makes other guys want to put 225 on and rep it out. So you're a tremendous leader. I truly, truly appreciate you in every aspect. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you, Corey. Got you. Hey, we met, we met through uh we met through Twitter, bro. And you was telling me like you coming to Tucson. I was like, I bet we gotta get together. So, you know what I'm saying? Like when we first got there, like you was a rookie. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you stuff by my side, bro. And it's all about giving back, you know what I'm saying? Like me as a person, like I don't try to like look at look at myself as like better than the next person. Like, bro, we all the same, you know what I'm saying? So like any way I can help you, any way you can help me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we're supposed to do, bro. And I feel like that's that's our purpose from God, bro. Like, we got to help each other to get what we want to, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely, bro. I, I appreciate you, bro. No, absolutely. Thank you so much again. Enjoy the weather in North Carolina. It must be nice. Every opportunity is the last opportunity. Every opportunity, I have to reprove myself again. Fuck a prime, been in my prime since I started this. Every opportunity is the last opportunity. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Passing Changes Everything. I hope you guys like the story. Be sure to share, like, um, smash the subscribe button, whatever you got to do. Show your support. Let me know things that you want me to work on, people you want me to interview or anything like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much.